Welcome to the Taking It Outside podcast from Spring Hill Outfitters, the show that connects you with the outdoors, with experts on guns, archery, cooking, outdoor gear, and more. Here's your host, Trent Lassiter. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another great episode of Taking It Outside here inside Spring Hill Outfitters, season three, episode six. Seems like just last week. We were in here recording. We switched episode roles. Five. What our color shirts? Last week I had on yellow and you had on red. <laughs> we, we planned that, by the way. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Got together a great episode last week. Was a good episode with Mr. Dalton uh, talking all about the hunter safety team at North Johnson and his four year career on the shooting team. Great program. He did a great job. But we've got a great episode planned for you today before we get into it and introduce our special guest. As always, you can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, YouTube, look for Taking It Outside, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, look for Spring Hill Outfitters, and you can find us on there talking about all kinds of hunting stuff and taking stuff outside and grilling stuff and whatever it may be. Uh, I always thank Joe, Joe Gilly Productions, the man behind the scenes who makes it happen. Uh, thank you, Joe. We love Joe. Joe made one last valiant effort last week to go turkey hunting. Well, he did go turkey hunting, but couldn't get on couldn't get on a bird. But he had a good time, and he uh, always does a great job behind the scenes. And we thank him. Uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about today and recap what happened last week, we have a very special guest here to my right, right in the middle of the room, Mr. Jay Cox. What's going on, Jay? What's happening, buddy? Pleasure to be on here with y'all. Guys. Jay is a uh, Johnson County resident. You live in Johnson County, don't you? Been here no. my whole life, buddy. Born and raised. Talking about living my whole life. We had that. We talked about it last week on the podcast. And my, my dad always says, "Don't say, do not you live here your whole life?'" He said, "Not yet, but I hope to." <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you were born and raised outside of Smithfield, right? Wilson Mills, about that way. Yep, born born and raised in Smithfield, and went to school in Wilson Mills, and went to Triple S. Yeah, we're going to talk more about. It. I, I've had actually. Jay has no idea about one thing I'm going to talk about, so don't we won't forget. Oh, I can't it. wait before I get <laughs> before we get uh, too far into learning more about Jay. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about, mainly shooting coyotes in the face. But besides coyote killing, a lot of other stuff to talk about. Jay's a cool dude, and we'll learn more about him in just a second. Since last week, I mentioned last week's episode with Dalton was a great episode. Check it out if you hadn't. Uh, turkey season's over in North Carolina. I got one more day in Virginia. I was about to say, yeah, Virginia goes out this day. weekend. Yep. Uh, Josh Marks, who's been on a couple of well, several episodes, I guess he killed one the first of this week in Virginia. Nice bird. So if you're up in Virginia, you got a couple of days left. But now here we're done. So if you didn't get tagged out, I'm sorry. Um, it was a good year. A lot of birds killed. I think we're seeing more and more birds coming in this area, uh, which is a good thing. You know, um, I hope that trend continues over the next couple of years. They the said this year was grows. the biggest hatch they've had. So all yeah. the coyotes has been killed. <laughs> that's, that's actually a good correlation. If you like turkey subject, hunting, right? you need to thank Jay. Yeah, no, it really does. And a lot of people don't. And we'll talk more about it in just a second, too. But that's a, actually a really good point. We'll come back to that. Uh, but, yeah, turkey season's over. We're getting ready for fishing season now. And, and uh, it'll be dove season before you know it. It's almost time to be planting those dove fields and getting ready to shoot doves here in a few months. Uh, so, back to Jay. And he mentioned he's from uh, outside the Wilson Mills area. I've known – Jay and Jay's family for a long time, and um, he one of my first memories I can think back of Jay, and he probably has no even he probably 
cut this out of his memory. My memory goes back, and we were like 11 years old, 12 years old. Oh, no. Jay's a few months older than, than I am, uh, but we were close to the same age. We played summer ball together, and he played with Wilson Mills. Yeah. A, they pissed me off because they had this little vest. We all had like shirts. <laughs> and Wilson Mills had like the vest, and we're like, God dang it, why can't we afford the vest? Yeah. So that pissed me off from right there to start with. They had the vest. B, they whooped our butts <laughs> so bad in baseball. These guys, and we'll talk more about his baseball career in just a second, but when he was like 11, we were 11, 12 years old, I played with Pine Level. We went to Wilson Bills, and they whooped our butt every time. We got a freaking – if somebody fouled a ball off, we were like clapping. It was just that contact. <laughs> you boys, when y'all – I don't know who I would – Nate, uh, who was pitching? Nate uh, – We had Zach Parrish. Jason Evans pitched with us for a little bit. And what then, kind of uh, big name – what was his last name? Was it Nate uh, – I swear it was Nate that pitched. And I um, his last name Jerry was. Sands pitched. Yeah, so, so Jerry and, and he played and, with the Dodgers. He played outfield with the Dodgers. So that, like, the, the, like this, a twelve-year-old baseball team From had a like, little bitty town too. Though. Yeah, I mean we were in the middle of Poda and Johnson County at the time. Now Wilson Mills is like you know yeah, Raleigh, but yeah. at the time Wilson Mills was like small. Pine Level, of course, was and still is small. But these guys had like five or six. Major League All-Stars on a 12-year-old baseball team, and they whooped our butt every time. And I've been mad at Jay ever since. I had never told him that to his face, but they were really good. I was wondering what kind of grade. <laughs> he was yeah. wondering where you were going. He always seemed like he didn't like me. I don't know what the problem is. It goes back to we all started when we were 11 years old. No, uh, But, no, I remember uh, y'all's team. Y'all stood together, I'm sure, and played on rec ball and whooped everybody's butt every year. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he, he asked me this morning, what should we ask Jay? And I said, well, I'm going to ask him how many times he struck you out. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I swear, I, remember, I was like, just I closed my eyes and like just survive in advance when I was at the plate against Wilson Mills. Those guys were good. Pine Level had a good team. It was always a dogfight. I remember, yep. I remember playing against Pine Level. Yep. I remember Glendale was really good. Yeah, we got to Glendale. Princeton was really good. They had the little lefty pitcher. I can't remember his name. Never For who? For the Princeton. Ah. Gleaver, Gleaver. Yeah, they had a couple of guys yeah. that went on and played some high level ball too from Princeton. Yeah, yeah. they were good ball. Coach. Yeah, see, I was homeschooled during that time. Well, not during that, well, that time too, but in high school, I was homeschooled, so I couldn't play school ball. Uh-huh. So I, summer ball was like, I live for summer ball, right? So uh, <laughs> even when in like six to ten, you with a vest. <laughs> I want a vest. Next week, I'm going to be wearing my vest. It says Wilson Mills. Stand by, I'm going to be on Etsy. It's going to be SO on my vest. But no, we, uh, I remember getting like 16, 17, 18. That's like the travel ball wasn't really a big deal. It just kind of was starting. But I remember like 16, 17, 18, if you played travel ball, you were like, Really good. Yeah. And now every kid plays travel ball, and rec ball is kind of becoming a thing of the past. But I remember we were like 17, 18, our latter days of playing uh, rec ball. It was like Friday night. We played like a rival game against Kenley or Glendale, whoever it may be. It was stands were packed. Yeah. High school kid, everybody came to watch the games. And, played all the time. There was a lot of Yeah. Fun. My so, little boy just started getting into, into, into baseball in Cleveland. It's brought back a lot of memories. But everything has changed so much. And we'll talk about it. It's just yeah. it's not like what it used to be when me and you were growing up. We had it made when we were growing up playing. It's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can talk about that a long time too probably. But <laughs> my nephew uh, – my nephew, I went to his game this past week for the first time. He plays on uh, Micro's team. And a lot of my buddies my age all have kids that are on, you know, Joey Creech's yeah. son who played with us for a few years. Joey's uh, – his son was on there. Lee Gay, yeah. who played rec ball with us, his son's on there. My my nephew and a few more of them. But it's, it's interesting to watch those young – but now the good thing is, I don't know how old your son is, but uh, John's eight now. So, like, I can go to a game and, like, it's halfway – Looks like a baseball game supposed to look. Yeah. You know, when they're probably a little bit like, closer to your, maybe your son's age, just like a bunch of controlled chaos on the field. <laughs> it is chaos. And, uh, <laughs> and it's still kind of that way now with John's team, but it's getting better, you know, as far as like the, they're actually running bases and scoring runs, and it's, it's kind of cool. So. 
You know, I actually the first the first little league team I played for was with Joey Creech and Russell. Yeah, and that's how, that's how that's how Wilson Mills got started. Uh, Russell called my dad and asked me to play with him, and I played with him. It was the eight and nine year olds, and I was seven, and um, I got voted to play on the all star team, and they wouldn't let me play because I was a year underage. They didn't want to get my, my butt whooped. Is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I voted probably against you playing on all star. My team. dad got mad. He went to Wilson Mills and made Wilson Mills little league team, and. Uh, Every now and then when I see Russell, he still jokes with my dad about that. They should have let him play on the All-Star team. Kick the tail, <laughs> Wilson Mills never would have started if it wasn't for that decision. Yeah. I was uh, old Charlie Young uh, from Micro, to His son, Little Charlie, he's a few years behind me. And uh, he was at the game. His little grandson plays on John's team. They were at the other night, and, and Charlie, Big Charlie, was getting into it. Now he was yelling at the umpires and yelling at kids about sliding. The kids, I don't even know how to slide yet. <laughs> you know, he was yelling, and he were talking to me, and, and – uh, I guess me and Daddy were standing there anyway. He was like, when I was coaching my son, we went three seasons and didn't lose a game. These kids have got to get it together, and it was funny. Anyway, rec ball is fun. I hate it. it's kind of changed from what it has or used to be over the years, but we had some good times. A lot of kids and not enough money in it, you know. Yeah. That's the problem. Cleveland, they got – I think they we, – we had a meeting last night. They had 460 kids up there, and they got three ball fields to play on. You know, and they Jesus. get to play one night a week. When we were coming up, we played – like you said, we played Tuesday, we yeah. played Thursday, we played yeah, Saturday. Yeah, you played three days a week. Yep. It was just wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's more like even back this way. I mean, Cleveland is like you know here in micro, of course, is no way like Cleveland is, but they have a lot of kids that are involved in micro and pine level in this part of the county too. And and uh, the other night at, they played at pine level, and all the fields were playing. They all had two or three games that night, and yeah, that was nice. cool to watch. A lot of fun. Uh, while we're on baseball, that's not the point of this whole podcast, but while we're <laughs> on baseball, uh, so you played at Wilson Mills, and after you got done spanking us, you went on to play at Triple S. And I remember I was telling, I think maybe you earlier. We talked about it or not, but like when I, I didn't go to Smithfield, I was back this way anyway. But like people would go from the whole county when Triple S played at home to go see Triple S play to see freaking Jay hit balls off the top of the gym. I don't want to admit Smithfield. this, but I'm telling you, probably don't see. <laughs> I'm saying I thought about it, but so after he whooped, I was, then I felt kind of better about how bad y'all beat us. I was like, see, this guy's actually really good. I don't think we were bad. <laughs> He's like still playing well. So, but you played at Triple S yeah. uh, four years, I guess, at Smithfield, yeah. Yeah. and y'all won like. Championship, I know everything probably like, every year, We won three years comfort championship, and then we finished second in the state the uh, my senior year. That's, Jerry played with y'all, too. He was the same yeah, age you were. Jer- right? Jeremy, was Jerry was one year younger than me. It was Zach, me, and Benton that were, you know, Nucleus mm-hmm. and Jason, our age. And then you had Jerry Sands and Jonathan Nichols that were a year yep. younger. And Travis Holloman, he was yep. a good ball player. It was just a good nucleus of guys that – that, that that started out very young, and we, we stick together all the way yeah. to high school. That's how yeah. I was. We had a There was six of us, seven of us, that played since we were seven and eight years old yeah. all the way up through yeah. through high school. And some of us still played college ball together, yeah. which was fun. That, 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 that's it, man. You stick, you stick together like that. You really know each other. You know what yeah. everybody's capable of. Uh, played at Smithfield, went from there to UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, played Carolina, correct? Couple yeah, years, three played years. Carolina, three years, and then I got drafted uh, in '06. I got drafted by the Rockies, and I played with them for seven years. Then I went and played one year with the, the Red Hawks, and uh, 2012 was my last year. We need to start a men's baseball team. Sounds like <laughs> would that league a 40 and over league will be that way soon. You know we'll how sore right. we would be the next day. Let <laughs> <laughs> me ride the peloton in the morning, probably for 20 minutes. <laughs> Play baseball for an hour. I would be crying then the next yeah. day. 
I throw them kids BP on, on, on Monday, and it's all I can do to pick my arm up on Tuesday. Jay, what's wrong? Oh, I threw some BP last night. For what? For my eight-year-old son's team, six-year-old son's team. Uh, no, so that's you played baseball. I remember, like I said, honestly, when I was 11 and then watched you play in Smithfield, and, and uh, I, I wasn't a big Carolina fan, no offense, so I didn't go to a lot of games at Chapel I Hill. Either. I didn't go to a lot of Chapel <laughs> Hill games. I didn't go see you play in Asheville. I think all the crowd from Young Disciples, we had a yeah. went to Craigmont, Matthew Coates and Jordan Coates. Oh, and, yeah. We all had a crowd went in there and watched you play the Asheville Tourist yep. one night. So, uh, you miss it? You miss playing baseball? Man, you know, Austin Hatch, he played at Fuquay, and I saw him last night at the ball game, and, and he asked me the same question. The day I walked away from it in 2012, I never watched a ball game, never thought about baseball. I had a lot of things going on. I do, right. I, I do, I'm like you. I do yeah. a lot of things. I find yeah. a lot of things to keep me busy. I never enjoyed I, – I, I can't say I never enjoyed watching it or – I can't say I never missed a game till my little boy come up. Yeah. Mike Fox retired, and I know I'm going to mess this up. I talked to Mike Fox this morning. I had to do a video <laughs> for him. Long, long story. But um, I think it was 19. It was, it was either 19 or 20. It was the year COVID hit. Yeah. Mike Fox retired. Well, he sent me a big plaque with my jersey and the, the jersey I wore in the World Series and a ball and some, some other stuff. And my little boy was three, and he asked me, he said, Dad, I want the baseball out of that thing. I said, man, I can't take that apart. <laughs> oh, We're going to walk more by you one real And I said, if you want one in baseballs, you got to learn how to play the game. Maybe somebody will give you one one day. And that's how it started. And, and, and to make a long story short, to, to answer your question, yes, I miss it. But I miss it in the sense of the, the fun I had with my friends. Right. You know, growing up with them. The yeah. game is still the same to me. But, yes, I miss that part of it. And, and, and – out there coaching my little kid these last two years, man, it has just brought a rush of feelings and so. love for the game back to me. It really has. I bet so. I miss college. I don't miss doing college work. I miss hanging out in college. It's kind of the same thing. I, guess. Yeah, the, 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 the I don't people, miss doing the college the fri- work. Friendship, the people, the, 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 yeah. the, the talking and hanging out. I, I miss that. I, I really – I love that part of baseball. I got to meet a lot of people and see a lot of places in, in that 20-something years I played I baseball. I bet so. Well, that's awesome. Uh Professional Cody Hunter. Before we get into that, currently you got out of baseball, and now you help out uh, your dad. Still, y'all work around town, Smithfield, yep. right at Smithfield. Yep. We uh, I, when I when I got out of pro ball, I come back home and I um I bought my dad's partner out at the shop. Me and my dad's been business partners for about probably seven or eight years. Cox Repair Service, mm-hmm. small mechanic shop. Well, I say small mechanic shop, but it's a pretty big <laughs> mechanic shop and a, and a small towing company. And that's that's what we pretty much do seven days a week. Yeah, I know. I've uh, I called a few times and I always were there in a hurry to come get me on the side of the road, wherever it may have been at the time. But. Every time I tell you I come by a shotgun with your money. <laughs> <laughs> I may break down the night, man, as a matter of fact. My car is – oh, yeah, you tires now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it was a separate conversation. But, yeah, so uh, Cox Towing Service had a Smithfield there and uh, you uh, went from professional baseball player to professional uh, race car extraordinaire now. Yeah. Drag with drag racing, I guess it is. Yeah. I, I we do a it's a so you got like a couple different levels of drag racing you got um NHRA and then right under it's PDRA the, the only difference between the two is is uh we kind of run like an outlaw rule package right. like the rules are very minimum it, it allows you to think and and come up outside the right. box and I started doing that the year after baseball and man I fell in love with it it I, for the last ten or eleven years it has done nothing but consume me and uh, I, I love it we we travel all over the United States we run about 10, 11 races a year, and um, it, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work for that little bit of three seconds you run down the racetrack, but but it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, man. 
Yeah, that's we talked about it while I gave a second before we started recording, but that's one sport I really never got involved in. Of course, I like watching and involved with baseball, football, basketball. Not a really big soccer fan. Every too much running in soccer, but uh, racing was one Let's I never hear that really. Story. Soccer? No, <laughs> I don't like soccer. Let's hear that story. I turned a three day camp into a one day camp in Pine Level growing up. I was like, Mom ain't going back. Anyway, uh, but no, I, I don't know much about the whole racing world. But I know if you don't follow Jay on uh, social media, he puts all these pictures and videos, and I don't know what a good. Uh, drag racer looks like but from looking at his stuff he's pretty legit so i don't know how to gauge that or not but he uh, travels all over the southeast and racing and stuff now too so got a lot of good people behind me in racing that's what it takes in today's racing. you got a lot of have a, a lot of good people and a lot of money behind you and i got fortunate enough to do really really well locally when i first started right. it just picked up some people and man it's, it's run like wildfire there for a while well, that concludes our 20-minute bio about Jay. We usually don't go 20 minutes talking about getting to know somebody. But uh, the reason Jay's here, honestly, and uh, we've talked about doing this now for a few months and finally got him in here with his schedule and our schedule. But uh, Coyote Killing, I think it's probably what this thing's called. If you're looking at it on uh, YouTube or on uh, podcast, whatever channel, Coyote Killing. Jay uh, has been involved in our Coyote Contest uh, the last several years that we've done it here in the store. And when I say involved, I mean winning it. Every year it feels like uh, yeah. him and his – Every year but one year. I got my his <laughs> group of guys have uh, – and here again, I never have done a lot of coyote hunting personally myself. We've done this tournament the last several years, competition. And whatever it takes to figure out how to be successful, Jay's figured it out. Y'all's team literally has whooped butt like the last several, several years it feels like. Um, so yeah. – And I can't take credit for, for any of that, honestly. These, these two guys, Nathaniel and Ryan that hunt with me, yeah. they've done it. Way longer than I have. I, I was lucky enough. First off, if you're going to be a successful coyote hunter, you have to have a, a lot of land. You can't take a few thousand acres, ain't going to cut it. And I have a lot of land because of contacts through racing. And they had a lot of land because they hunted together. And it kind of just worked out. We got together. We combined our land. And they have taught me a lot about hunting. I've learned a lot on my own. I, I started coyote hunting on my own. When we built our new house, it was infested with coyotes over there and i hate it because they would keep me up all night and yeah. that's what got me into it i just wanted to kill them <laughs> killing a nuisance <laughs> yeah. out of your back and i didn't realize how much fun it was but it coyote hunting is a lot of work but it's a lot of fun but it takes a lot of a lot of land well while you're on that and we got a couple of questions here while you're on that particular point about a lot of land y'all let's say you hunt a two-day tournament this weekend between you and the team like approximately i don't know if this is a secret secret, don't tell me but you can round it off to a close number but like you mean a lot of land like you have access to hunt like we hunted fifty-six thousand acres for your tournament wow and and, and, and we won we won every single tournament there was the win on the east coast this year and we never hunted the same dirt twice so you think about that and the next question about that fifty-six thousand acres: how far of the area is that spread it's not all in johnson county of course so don't think that how how, like what kind of geographical location is all this land like we hunted florida the first night for your tournament and then we hunted alabama if that if that puts it into perspective for you there you go we it's crazy you know, like I, I'm when I get involved in something, I go crazy about it. I'm passionate. It's all I think about. Same as you, I'm sure. I've seen your pictures about your duck hunting. And no, all. I don't know about. You, I would, yeah, yeah. I you, guess you, so. you, you get crazy about it. I mean, it's just anything <laughs> yeah. you love, you go right. crazy about. Well, when racing's over for me, racing's over in October, November, and December. All we do is ride around and check our land. You know, the biggest problem we have is it's not with the landowners. They love us. It's other people coming in and actually poaching and hunting our land. Right. Um, we, we check our land. We decide, you know, right now the coyotes are, they've already dented up. They've already had their pups. Their pups are a few weeks old. They're in the den. 
Um, you're not going to see a lot of coyote activity right now, but as the summer rolls around, the farmers are our biggest scouters. They'll, yeah. they'll call, hey, man, <laughs> Come I need, kill you, son I need of you back. <laughs> but it's because so many pups are out there yeah. then. You know? So as we get phone calls, we start, you know, we, we got we got our maps on the on the computers and we all share them. We'll start dropping pins as what farmers tell us. But yeah. then in November and December, these coyotes move. They'll move 30, 40 miles easy. We'll hmm. start going out in November, December, not necessarily hunting, but scouting. I mean, we do hunt to keep them happy. But we scout these areas. We find the areas that are heavy loaded with coats. Well, we mark those off as our tournament grill, and we don't hunt them. We don't touch them until right. a tournament rolls around. And we try to lump as much dirt together as we can to be able to hit it, you know, all in one night. It's uh, that's crazy to think. So, I mean, our tournament, which is in February, you mentioned November. What, what, most of the tournaments that you hunt, what kind of time frame? Like January, February, March. Okay. Yeah, because months. of the breeding season and when they're yeah, out. And, yeah, pretty much. And the average, I don't even know the exact number. I should have that wrote down, I guess. But our tournament this past year, y'all killed the first night, which was not exactly ideal weather conditions. What y'all kill in one night? I don't remember the first night of yours. I know, I know this. Or any turn. I guess what's the most you ever I, it, killed? It was in one raining. Night? It, the most we killed in one night is twenty-two in one night. We killed two hundred fifty-six from January to March. January, February, March. Three months we killed two hundred fifty-six. Mm. And I know our tournament. We and uh, there was so just like let's rewind back when we were eleven. So when Jay and Wilson Mills does really good, what do we do? We don't like Wilson Mills, right? <laughs> and still don't because of that. But so Jay and then his crowd, they come in and they do uh, they do really well. But sometimes <laughs> other people. Uh, may not like that, and I can learn. I know that from experience, but some people may not like that. So uh, there was some question. You know, maybe they're not following the rules necessarily, and maybe they're splitting up. Because one of our rules is you have to hunt together. Hunt together, yeah. So there was some question uh, about maybe adding a rule that you had to do video evidence when you had to turn. It's kind of a long story how you had to in our competition or how you had to verify that you was a fresh kill, yada yada yada. But there was some question about maybe they weren't hunting together. We should make everybody send a video that it shows all the team members. And after the tournament got. Done this year, they had already left. I think some other guys were talking. They're like, "Man, that's amazing what they do." You know, I could think of maybe to make sure they're hunting together is make them send a video. And I said, "It's funny you I hadn't really thought about it till you mentioned that." I said, "Only one team out of our whole tournament this year sent video proof every kill they were all together, and it was Jay's team. Every video they sent, they said, "Hey, hey, and hey, we're here. This is Coyote, whatever." So and so time they followed everything they could do to verify they were together. And it was a fresh coyote. They're the only team that did that, and they still freaking killed a pile of coyotes. So we 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 do it the right way. I'm not going to say there's not some gray line in there. I mean, we we we've had chances. You know, say I got permission. Yours is not as strict as a classic, but you know, I got permission to hunt this field, and that access road coming in here is is a, is a deeded access road. Right. Well, we had two coyotes standing in the access road. Nathaniel won't let me shoot them. I'm over there spitting. I'm mad. I'm <laughs> I mean, by the rules, we can only hunt dirt. We have permission. That's like right. deeded access road. Technically, you don't have permission. We don't shoot them. And and it's funny we didn't. When we got to the class, they made us take a daggone lie detector test, believe it or not. A lot because of we had tournaments. Won- or- yeah, we won so many tournaments this year, they made us take a lie detector. And we killed it. That was the worst start. We only had killed. We killed 28 for that tournament. We had only killed six that morning. I mean, that, that first day, it was right. like yours, yeah. rain, wind, yeah. just terrible. We killed 22 the next day. You know, and, and, and that's the cool thing about having a lot of land for your yeah. tournament. Yeah. That first day, the weather was bad. Well, we hunted really good dirt, yeah. really good dirt. Well, we looked at the weather, and we said, we can't hunt the same dirt twice because right. of the weather. Well, we moved 200 miles. 
to go hunt dirt that there won't rain on and there won't wind blowing on. Yeah, folks, I only have land to hunt in Johnson County, and it rains all night in Johnson County. You're pretty much screwed. You're, you're in trouble. You're not, you know I mean, <laughs> so, a coyote, I don't care what you – a coyote is not going to move in the rain, and he's not going to move in 30-mile-an-hour wind. The weather was bad. It ended up not being so terrible one of the two nights. But the forecast to begin with was people wanted to cancel it and move it. Yeah. And, and uh, the weather ended up one of the two nights wasn't terrible, but it wasn't ideal. So I was really surprised. We had a record number of coyotes turned in total yeah. across all the teams. Of course, y'all be in first place, but I was really surprised. Friday night was rain and wind. We yeah. killed eight Friday night, if I remember correctly. We killed twenty. We killed twenty six. Well, we we hunted four tournaments. We killed upper twenty. We killed thirty one in one tournament. We killed upper twenties every other tournament. I think it was twenty six because we killed twenty six two tournaments back to back. Yours and yeah. the next one, and we killed uh we killed eight the first night, eighteen the second night. I I, so we had to they verify they take the videos and send them historically. Uh, to me, see the cell phone or email or whatever. And I remember I was that Friday night, I was at a cabin trying to go duck hunting on Saturday morning, laying on the couch, which is my bed. If you've ever been to Hyde County, I sleep on the couch at night. And I was laying on the couch 2 a.m., 3 a.m., trying to sleep. And my phone kept bling, 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 Cody, Cody. And there was other teams that were killing Cody's too. But I was like, God dang, I ain't going to sleep all night. And I like to see him. I, I, I enjoy doing that. But kill Cody's all night is pretty cool. It's fun. It's a lot of work, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Man. Uh, so uh, the next point or next question when it comes to equipment, we sell uh, all the equipment you could possibly want to kill a coyotes here at Spring Hill Outfitters for the average coyote killer in this area. Now, Jay and his guys not being the average coyote killers, a lot of their equipment probably maybe didn't come from Spring Hill Outfitters. It's a little bit of a step above what the average person may use in this area that shoots a couple of coyotes every couple of weeks so let's talk about and i know i I remember hearing these numbers in the past but like you have a three-man team or a four-man team what's the average setup from a cost standpoint of what your rig is that you use as far as tripod bipod guns scopes optics everything just just like my gun itself i've probably got and the tripod probably fifteen thousand dollars in it. <laughs> but when we when we roll, when, well, we're, we're 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 I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing. We're, we're we're a little bit we're a little bit extreme in the sense. Just a little professional well, here. A little bit extreme. Well, well, we we sit down because we insure everything, right? And 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 me and Nathaniel sat down one night and we were joking around and you know you figure we got a we got a suburban to set up just for coyote hunting. Yeah, it's got thermal imaging on the front and the back of it. <laughs> You can see my, my truck's got that too. Yeah. Go ahead, then. We've got everybody's got a backup gun, so you got you know, I carry a gun, I carry two guns, two thermals. Ryan carries two guns, two thermals. Nathaniel carries two guns, two thermals. We all got scanners, you know, scanners eight thousand dollars, and we got a spare scanner for everybody, and everybody carries a backup tripod. So anything goes, you don't have time to fix it. I mean, I mean, you think about it this way we get from dark to dark, right? So we got roughly eight hours of hunting time, right? Um, We'll hit forty spots in one night. Jeez. You don't have time. I mean, you th- and that's driving and everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it don't sound like a lot, but you get twenty minutes to hit a spot. You know, it takes four or five minutes to work a coat. Um, we don't have time to fix nothing. So if it fails, we just throw it in the truck and grab another one. You know, and 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 I'm not saying you have to do that. Everything you sell here, I could It'll I work. could buy it and use it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And a lot of yeah. my buddies use the therm. They bought yeah. thermals from here. I've sold yeah. I've sold four or five. They're great. I just like the the one thing that I like is the recording feature of the stuff that's a little higher has 
because of, I, I get accused a lot of cheating. And I'm not going to say I wouldn't cheat, but... There's going to be a polygraph I, when we get done with the podcast, by the way. Surprise! I, we have never cheated, and I can tell you that. We've never cheated in a Cody tournament. But I enjoy... The, every kill we made for your tournament, every other tournament, every kill is on recorded through my scope and on my cell phone. Yeah. So there's no... He said she... And I will say there's several, several times it's not required by our rules, but he sent... Us the videos, uh, I enjoy seeing them. But they, I mean, most of the kills they had, or all of me said they were recorded on the actual optic on top of the gun. But it is pretty cool to see that. But uh, and while you're on that subject, I, you killed us. Not unheard of for you guys to shoot like two or three at one pop, right? Yeah, like, we'll kill. We'll everybody kill. Everybody line up and, to, ki- to kill twenty two coyotes in one night. You got to kill a lot of doubles and you got to kill some triples. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. And and we hunt very big farms and. We'll set the call out and howl, and I'll be looking left. Ryan will be looking right, and I'll holler, here comes two, and Ryan will holler, here comes two. And and it takes a lot of – the one thing I'll say about Nathaniel, he's kind of the brains behind the deal. He is very smart how to, to make the most of a situation, if that makes sense. I mean, you got four coyotes running in at 30 mile an hour. Which ones do you shoot first? You know what I mean? And and, and they we, we work together very well, but Nathaniel is very good at, at – at, 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 Fixing a problem very fast on his feet, you know. I remember speaking of that. What's on my <laughs> mind? Uh, you showed me some. I think this last tournament, y'all were showing me some videos and talking about how the quality of equipment they had versus maybe what uh, it's a little bit less expensive, but the quality of what you can see through these optics. But if I recall right, you were calling and uh, uh, Cody on paper was coming in, and all of a sudden, like right before you get ready to shoot him or you want somebody said ears or whatever and ears, said it was, yep. a, it was a house dog, dog or yeah, something dog. they did not shoot a house yeah. dog but. you know humidity <laughs> bothers thermal and the one you're talking about we were hunting and, and, and two dogs are barreling in and you can see their heads and then they pop up and and, and when it rains it's, it's hazy yeah. in a little bit right? Harder to see. and you could see the ears flopping and all of a sudden he if anybody ever hollers dog you don't shoot and he hollered dog and i had the tension off the trigger <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we, we we knock on wood we have never made a mistake Toto survived and and and, and it, it takes people taking coyote hunting serious because th- there is people that make mistakes and they shoot the wrong things you know dogs whatever yeah. but but um it, we, we've not made a mistake and 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 I, I credit a lot of that to the equipment we use yeah. we, we do we do use some some good equipment uh well while we mentioned a while ago about turkey hunting and and uh the advantage that coyote hunting has when it comes to turkey hunting let's talk a little bit for folks that and we have every contest or every competition that we have people are always one or two people are always bashing us or commenting on facebook or saying oh uh, uh, you know just whatever but uh why do you what's the importance of shooting coyotes besides it's fun you win maybe a lot of money and some cool belt buckles like what's the actual what's some good positives i guess for doing what y'all were doing a lot of the land we had that we picked up in South Carolina, a good a good buddy of mine, Kurt has it, and uh, he's a big turkey hunter. Right, and and they struggled the last four or five years to have the the quality of turkeys that that they wanted, and and we went in there and we started killing coyotes, and we were killing them. I mean, we were we were shooting the mess out of them. We were killing thirty or forty. Now you go up there, there's thirty forty turkeys everywhere you look. And before there were two and three, you know, and, and, and people don't realize, you know, you say coyote, coyote, you know, it's, it's a bad deal to shoot. They don't realize the destruction that they do to, 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 to a hunter's paradise. Yeah. You know, the deer, that deer, you know, a lot of deer hunters are skeptic about me going in there shooting coats. We shoot fully suppressed. And I can tell you right now, I can go in there and stand in that field with your big trophy book standing out there in the field. 
right? I'm not after him. And they're smart enough. At nighttime when I howl and that coat comes in the field and I shoot him, that big deer picks his head up, he puts it right back down and goes back to feeding. He knows, hey, man, this, you know, it's suppressed. It ain't yeah. a ba-boom. It's a you yeah. know? And that deer, if you get the coyotes out of there and they don't have – a deer feels pressure whether it's me going in there or a coyote. Yeah. You get that pressure away from him, he moves more, he feeds more, and you're going to see him more. You're going to have a better chance of killing him. Yeah. Well, even around here, like livestock and, and small we do a lot for farm livestock. animals and stuff, yeah. right? We, do, we stuff. do a lot. I, probably, probably the first 10,000 acres I picked up was nothing but cattle farms. And, and, and it, it is, it, hunting a cattle farm is very, very tough. And the reason why is, number one, they don't get vocal around cows because they already have everything they need there. They don't. They don't want to vocalize and bring other coyotes in, you know. And and they don't get territory around them because they they have everything they want. So, learning how to hunt around cattle farms is very tough. Um, but yeah, I, I I do a lot for cattle farms, especially especially when they're uh, when, when when they're they're having their calf calving and stuff because all the afterbirth the coyotes is in the field constantly, twenty four hours eating afterbirth. Uh, you mentioned getting all this land while ago. Folks calling you all the time, wanting you to go. I mean, is this something y'all, if if Joe Blow is listening from wherever he's listening from, you don't do this for, I mean, do you get, people pay you to do this stuff or you do it for when fun I, or how does that work? When I first started it with the cattle stuff, I got paid to do okay. it. $50, per coat. $50 a coat. Okay. They, they, when, they were, when they were calving, they would pay me $50 a coat. I'd go kill four or five, you know, and then they kind of, they can calf pretty easy. Yeah. And then they don't have to, now I don't charge nothing. What I do, and I get a lot of phone calls, someone, someone interested in getting rid of some coats, call me. What I do is I, I put all the land together. And like I said, I don't want to touch tournament land. I try to save it for November, December, January, February, whatever. But any other stuff we hunt for fun. You want to go one night yeah. and you call me and say, come on, Trent, we'll go over here. We'll shoot a couple of coats for this guy. And then that, that's kind of how it works. But I got land everywhere. Nathaniel Ryan's got land everywhere. So it's it's not that hard to – if you say, hey, man, I got 200 acres over here, I can add that 200 acres of this piece over right. here, you know, and hunt. I don't want to go out and hunt one or two spots. If I'm going to go out, I like to make a night out of it, at least hunt to midnight, hunt me four or five, six spots, and kill four or five coats. Nathaniel and Ryan, you met them how? How would y'all cross paths? Um, actually, the first tournament you ever had, um, I didn't know nothing about hunting tournaments. And – Met Nathaniel, asked him, I said, hey, man, come over here and let's me and you hunt this tournament together. And so he came down, hunted. We won it. And just really liked him. He taught me a lot. We kind of talked back and forth. And that's all I was going to do is hunt your tournament. Right. I just enjoyed I, – I, I spent a lot of money here. I like you. I like this place. I, I just wanted to support stuff that you have. And um, me and Nathaniel kind of talked. The next year we, we didn't hunt together for, for the tournament. But we've always talked and hunted for fun and stuff. And then he said, hey, man – you know, we, we kind of got together and talked. We were like, hey, let's put all our land together and let's hunt all the tournaments. Yeah. I want to try to win every tournament out there. And so that's, <laughs> that's kind of what we did. And I, I'll be dead honest with you. That that next year, me and him didn't hunt together. I got my butt kicked. Yeah. I sat out there on a bag of corn. I, I told her or somebody. I said, let me tell you something. Because Nathaniel was mad, too. I said, let me tell you something. We will never, we will never <laughs> get our together. tail kicked again. And if we do, God forbid whoever comes because they're going to kill a pile of coats. <laughs> and I just, I hate losing, man. I hate losing. It drives me Trust crazy. Trust me, I know you whooped my butt several times. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I know y'all have, besides the dog, the house dog running into the to the field of view there, any kind of funny stories or anything? You boys have been hunting together for a while now that has come up. I know duck hunting and and deer hunting or whatever you may be doing as always you and your buddies something <laughs> funny is going to happen right i know you have some any stories you want to share about 
Knights, have y'all anything that people want to hear about? Yeah. That's legal. <laughs> That's legal. legal. <laughs> oh, man, man I, pro- probably the funny. So, so, so these guys, they hunt year round, right? They got a lot more land than I do. And uh, especially up north, they hunt year round. I only start back hunting when racing season's over. Right. And, I, and if you look through a thermal, you know, you, you don't have depth perception. So is it 100 yards? Is it 500 yards? You don't really, you right. know, you don't have Hard that depth perception, right? So, you know, when we first started back hunting, and, and I spot a lot, you know, because Nathaniel's working the call, Ryan's doing his thing. I do a lot of the spotting. And um, I'm sitting there and I'm like, coat. And then Nathaniel will pick it up. He goes, that's a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, so, so, like, the first, you know, the first night is usually kind of funny because anything I see, I call code. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got a signature to it, it's a code. <laughs> but that's, it takes a little while to get your eyes back. Adjust. And if you look in a thermal all the time, you're fine. But if you don't, man, it's kind of – so they pick on me a little bit about that. But other than that, we, we, we have a lot of fun, man. Those those guys are – there's great guys. I, I see them probably at least every other week. They go to a lot of races with me. and that's um, But they're, they're good guys, man. So you were talking about your son getting in the baseball, and uh-huh. it's, you know, bringing back the love for you. You were telling me uh, a couple months ago about your son shooting his first coyote. Yeah. And that whole story. Yeah. So. He hunted with y'all during our tournament. Yeah. Sunday, he right? killed eight coyotes, too. He <laughs> killed what? Eight coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we, it, it, you know, because the rules, we had to hunt together this yeah. year. And uh, my little man, he wanted to hunt this tournament so bad. So I told him, and I got a lot of dirt locally right here. And we hunted some of my dirt locally. Um, but I, I told him, I said, look, I'll let you hunt it with me. But the deal is now, mama's not coming to get you. So when you get <laughs> you're tired, in, you're, in. you're, you're <laughs> going to sleep in the truck. And it, it worked out good. He he uh i took him i took him to some dirt i had over here and i let him shoot a couple coyotes and he fell in love with it and he killed the very the very first stand you'll love this story the very first stand we went on um i'm a little nervous i mean you know nathaniel and ron they they coyote hunt like i race it's wide open it's all or nothing you know strict you know and so i'm a little nervous here i am with a with a a six-year-old and i'm like hey uh, Nathaniel, I ain't gonna carry my gun on this first stand. I said I'm yeah. gonna just make sure everything's good. I mean, because my, my little boy's been shooting guns since he could walk. Right. I mean, I trust him with anything, and, and I, I spend a lot of time with him, and I pay a lot of attention to him. So we set everything up, and they start calling and calling and calling, and I look, and here comes four coyotes running <laughs> in, and I'm like, oh my god, god. here we go. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I told, I told, I told Nathaniel, I said, look, he's gonna be fine. I said, just give him the closest dog. Y'all take the risk. So I, I leaned down and whispered. I said, look, you get the closest dog. Luckily, the closest dog's on his side, left right. side. So they come in. All four come running right in there in our lap. They're like 125 yards. He called the shot. They shot. Three of them hit the ground, and one jumps up, takes off running, and 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 the fourth one's running. And uh, I'm in my spotting scope. And there's a set of hedgerows, like, right here in front of us like this. And I'm sitting there, and little man's, pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> the battleground up there. He's just letting it eat. And uh, Nathaniel shot. He rolled that one coat, the runner. And then Ryan got the other one. And uh, little man hollered at me, I got him, Daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, you didn't get him. He's like, how do you know? I said, because you were shooting. I said, but you were hitting all them tree limbs. Man, there's tree limbs. There's crap flying everywhere. It's and a cutover now for what it was. <laughs> he mowed the tree down through that hedgerow. But oh, he, he had awesome. a lot of fun. He killed eight. That first night, That first night, uh, we killed eight. I think he killed three of them. And then the second night, he killed five. But he, he killed eight, eight out of the uh, 26 that we killed for the tournament. So if you want to be madder, 
about losing to Jay, you lost to a six-year-old too. <laughs> Jay didn't beat you. His son beat you. <laughs> I don't know many uh, young folks that age, probably anywhere around here, I'd say, let's say Johnson County, that can say they've killed that many coyotes. No. He's probably about the only one. Man, he's killed a bunch of deer too. You've seen all the pictures yeah. of the deer. He's ki- he killed two nice deer last year. He killed a 125, 128-inch nine-pointer, his first deer ever. And that's a nice deer for Johnson County. That's awesome. And, of course, his baseball swing is like, Top notch. <laughs> he comes about honest with that. Yeah, he's got. He didn't have much swing. choice but to swing a baseball bat. Yeah. yeah, he loves it. But we always talk about taking kids outside, of course, and taking young folks outside and getting them off the iPad and Xbox and whatever else they play. So we always encourage that, of course. Uh, I, like I said, I don't know many young folks that can say they can go to school on Monday morning and say, I, I smoked eight coyotes this past weekend. What'd y'all do for fun? <laughs> so man, we cool. need more of that. That's, that's, yeah. that's the most fun I've ever had in my life with him, man, hunting and fishing. Well, that's one thing. Our place in High County, which mostly we do duck hunting, but not, nothing makes my dad happier than taking a young person down there and killing their first duck, or even an older person killing their first duck, but getting somebody out in the outdoors that's not used to it, never done it, uh, especially young people, high school age kids and stuff down there to get out and enjoy the outdoors and kill their first duck or deer or whatever it may be, coyote. That's what it's all about. It's that's a lot awesome. of fun. I, I keep up with the pictures on there, and that's awesome. Yeah, we try to. Like I said, it's – uh. Folks that want to call a time, want to go hunting and, and stuff, if, if it's a young person that's never been, there's a very good chance you'll say, yeah, come on. If it's some old folks that want to take their buddy down there and drink and hang out, whatever, he probably will say no. But if it's a, <laughs> the chances are a lot better if it's a young person involved. So. I'm uh, going to have Levi called it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, call Mr. Trent. Here's his number. <laughs> Is that your daddy in the background? What's he saying? <laughs> uh, a lot of folks, we talked about uh, the equipment that we sell here at the store, the ATN. Is, as, uh, we sell more ATN than anything as far as optics-wise. Firearms. Uh, let's say somebody wants to get into it. What's a quick – I mean, what, obviously the ATN optics, but as far as what's a good go-to – Entry level gun. Somebody wants to get into a, a nice, without spending twenty thousand dollar, a nice coyote hunting setup. What do you recommend from the bipod firearm optic wise? It's somewhat economical. That doesn't. What do you recommend? Any of those ARs that y'all offer down there are great. Um, Caliber wise, five cal- five six. Or- yeah, yeah, five five six, two two three would be fine. They're they're good guns out to one hundred fifty yards on a coat. I shoot a six millimeter. You know, we yeah. we shoot we hunt big fields, so I like just a little more knockdown at three and four hundred yards. Um, there's there's a bunch of nice ARs you got down there six five Creedmoor that yeah. that was one of my first guns there's yeah. and my little boy matter of fact that's why he shoots as a six five coat hunting um, yeah. and, and and that's a great bullet a great and it's very easy to buy bullets for it um, so any of your ARs on there in a six five or a two two three it's just it's, it's a preference for for you um, you need to stick to a lighter bullet you need to stick to something under a hundred grains ninety five eighty even sixty five or seventy just need to stick something lighter. And the reason is you get that lighter bullet, you get that that flatter projector. Yeah. Because you do not know yard. It's hard to know yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, 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 I, I look through it and I've hunted the dirt enough to know I got markers and stuff out there, ditches or trees or stuff. But it's, it's just tough. When you look through that thermal, you're looking at a flat screen. You know, you don't know how truly how far. Your optics won't range. There's no way. It's not the new ones will. These yeah. new ones we just bought, they, they will, but they're the only ones on the market that range. You yeah. know what I mean? ATN offers an add-on to, yeah. to bolt to it. It's very good. I mean, I've got three of my buddies in Goldsboro now that I take hunting that, that they run them, and they love them, and they're great. Nothing wrong with them at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and if I was an entry-level guy, that's what I'd buy. I'd buy me a 223 AR. Um, 
inexpensive gun and I'd buy me a, a ATN and that's what I'd start with. Yeah. You could get into that whole setup in a nice, I mean, we sell bog pods, yeah. uh, which are nice for us. I'm sure not as nice as what he's got that he uses, but I mean, bog pod makes a nice little tripod setup, yeah. but you could get into that whole package for less than a couple thousand dollars yeah, and couple not less thousand, than that. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it, but we, I, I shoot a carbon tripod and um, I, I like thick legs. I'm a yeah. big guy. You know, and a smaller guy can use a smaller leg. I, I need a bigger stand. When I when I get in on, I don't want to flex, and right. that's all. I just like a heavier duty sense. stand, so it's a little more stiff for me. Anything else you want to share with anybody listening that wants to think about either getting into coyote hunting or maybe even getting more serious about coyote hunting, such as yourself? Any more tips or advice you want to share with them? Man, the best advice I can give you about coyote hunting is is get dirt. The more dirt you have, the better your odds are are, are killing a coyote. A coyote is very smart. You hunt him one time, you might fool him. You hunt him that second time, he he knows he knows he knows the sound of that truck when it comes in. He knows where you're going to park. He knows where you're going to walk, and he knows how you're going to call him. So, the more dirt you have, the least you can hunt that dirt. Yeah the better off you're going to be, the better your odds are. Well, one good thing, <clears throat> most people around here have a hard time getting permission to to, uh, to deer hunt or duck hunt property because of liability and people, where we live in now, it's just people are not as conducive to giving permission to hunt deer and duck and turkey maybe as well. But the good thing about getting permission for coyote hunting is, like you said, they're more of a nuisance. A lot of farmers Absolutely. don't like them. My family, you know, there's some farms around here. They've seen some coyotes. And yeah. and uh, most people that own land, I don't care if you have livestock or, or not, they're very more apt to say, uh, yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. They, they, they are <laughs> most of my land. Most of my land, I can't hunt it till after deer season, which yeah. I'm fine with that because yeah. I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. But but the the single handed biggest thing that's helped me is is having someone when, when I come to you, I say Trent, hey that that 200 acres over there you got, I want to hunt it. Um, here here's a here's a piece of paper. There's five references on a column. Yeah. You know that's the biggest thing that's helped me having someone that'll say, hey this guy Cody hunts for me. He he does it the right way. I've never had a problem. Yeah. That that does more to me just going up to you. Hey man, let me shoot some coyotes on yeah. your land. You know naturally it scares people when you tell them you want to come into their house and shoot stuff at night. At midnight. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, Eastern North Carolina, like Hyde County in that area, uh, where our place is. You ever done any coyote hunting down there? At all? I've Probably never not. went that. Far. I was just, we have a lot. I say we. There's a lot. They let out a bunch of red wolves mm-hmm. a while back. I was curious on how they looked in the thermal compared to a coyote. If you've ever I've had never, that, I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never seen one. But, but I, most of your coyote, the further west you go, the better your coyote hunting gets. Okay. You know? In North Carolina, yeah. you mean the farther western part of the state? Well, yeah, the further west. We we have we have you know dirt from mississippi to florida from florida to virginia you know that whole area is covered and the further west you go we got i'm I'm sure you got some we got some land leased in illinois for deer hunting Mm -hmm. man it is absolutely loaded with coyotes out there i mean Mm -hmm. they'll make you jump out of your deer stand at nighttime when they go off yeah but uh yeah the further west you can go the better coyote hunting is i knew y'all had a lot of land but oh we got a lot of land We, we got We've probably left a hundred thousand acres on the table that we didn't even touch last year. So we'll probably use fifty of that. If if it scouts good and looks good in December, we'll use some of that for, for these tournaments this year. You know. You run cameras to scout or you scout in person or what do you no, do? No, we scout, scout in person. You don't use we, any kind of no. mobile cameras. Or no, I've tried the I've tried the trail camera stuff and, and, and I got a lot of them and I've tried them. The problem is that coyote, he he he, he never takes the same to- he's not like a deer. I mean yeah. that coyote, you know, I think it was uh I think it was Greensboro. Somebody did a study in North Carolina. I think it was UNC Greensboro on the coyote behavior. So they 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 collared like ten coyotes. A couple of them got killed. A couple of them got hit by car. But there was three or four that made it, and they got to follow them for one year. 
that coyote never hit the same twice. And he traveled 46 miles from where they collared him at. He made a circle that was 46 miles. Wow. The average. Yeah. And so with a camera, it's tough. What, what we like to do, we'll ride out. We'll ride down the sandy paths and look for tracks. And then, you know, we'll talk to the farmers, talk to the local people. They're your best people. I mean, they'll tell you, hey, man, we've been seeing a lot of coyotes right here. And, and usually if they have, there's there's coyotes there. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think there's more and more of them coming to this. Like we mentioned with turkeys a while ago, but you're seeing more and more coyotes coming to this area too, and uh, which is that's a bad thing, but if you want to kill them, I guess it's a good thing. There was a lot of people this year, I say a lot, a couple I know that shot a turkey and a coyote. Oh, same, yeah, absolutely. Same they love morning. Turkeys. Yeah. They love turkeys. Well, what else? Anything else we need to talk about on coyote hunting? What size jersey do you need, man? To no, oh, hey. I'm going to be on Etsy right now. Give me. We'll, we'll I can see it like it was, it was like a turquoise color shirt with, with a black, black jersey. With a black <laughs> jersey. God, we got mad. Like, well, turquoise black we jersey it is. My dad, my dad and Clint Paris, they did good back then with Wilson Mills, man. They did really good with that deal. Should I get a Wilson Mills one or you no, want to just keep it SO? Hill. We'll get a vest. We'll get a spring hill. hill. I don't want one at all. It's too late. We'll get a it spring might bring hill back one. bad. <laughs> 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 I'm already having the store. I'm already having PTSD with Jay sitting here as it is now. <laughs> I don't want a jersey to remind me of it, too. That is funny. I mean, we talk about it. Me and a couple of buddies of mine that play, uh, Michael Thompson and a couple of those guys, we're still talking on, on occasion. Whenever we get together talking about stuff, sports and growing up and rec ball, that was always, that was I me. Mean, Wilson Mills was freaking. They were the heat. We had it. We had it made back then with yeah. sports, though. I mean, I, and and a whole all, all the area, man. The sport, sports was just way different. Back this then. is, gosh, it breaks my heart. But when I was coming up, rec ball was still a thing. We played mm-hmm. rec ball, all star ball. We also played travel ball and school ball. But now, when I go to the park and run, there's nobody out there practicing. Yeah. There's nobody out there playing anymore, yeah. and it's yeah. like. Yeah. It's sad. Well, we talked about it the other night too with the, those those guys were eight. That's eight U, I guess maybe. But I was like, what? At what point in in their uh, career do you have to not play every kid? Like you know, I know when you're like five, six, seven. Yeah. Even, I guess eight now as well. Eight and nine, eight. It was eight, nine, and ten, and eleven. Yeah. And, and you don't have to play them. I mean, you put, like 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 Levi's team now. You can only play the same spot two innings. And you got to move them. Yeah, they had to rotate all the kids yeah. and uh, had to bat everybody. Had to rotate them. And I can max the good. I know to get whatever. But I, but as I after I turned eighteen years old. Uh, the Rockies were going to sign me, but I had Tommy John. I couldn't do it, so uh, I couldn't go that route. <laughs> couldn't go, couldn't go Jay's route. So I, yeah, Tommy John. But no, I went to uh, play. I reverted back to men's softball and played softball until I got hurt a couple of years ago. I seriously, got I should have kid her. So I if we have hurt, a team, you're gonna be on our team, right? I will say while we're on that subject, I've seen some guys. He mentioned one a while ago, but uh, some of his guys, Jonathan and Zach, and those guys played on some of my men's teams over the years, and uh, they're good athletes. I will say. There was a couple of folks that were really good baseball players in high school, your age, and they played their first men's softball game and got really cocky, and they couldn't hit it out of the infield. <laughs> so you got to get used to hitting that 12-inch softball versus a baseball yeah. coming in 100 miles an hour. But, yeah, I enjoy playing men's softball. But anyway. I'm, I'm getting too old for that, man. It gets sore, I'm telling you. 40 is going to be a big number for me when I hit it. Yeah, well, that's why I, mean, I haven't played the last couple of years. But when we did play, I enjoyed. We played church ball and then men's league, and church ball got more intense, I think, than the men's league did because some of those crowd they were 
got serious about it, but it's yeah. still it's a lot of fun. So, uh, thanks for coming, man. It's Thank been you, fun. man. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I it's, uh, everything y'all do over here. Man. You always talk. We talked about this before, I think. But if you uh, ever have any questions or anything, of course you can come to us here at Spring Hill Outfitters. But Jay's been more than happy to talk to anybody that has questions after today. I'll be glad to connect you too if y'all want to talk. And and uh, these guys are always more than willing. Our competition is every February historically at that time of the year, and these guys are always more than open to talking to other folks that want to get involved and uh, want to compete and hunt and share and whatever they you know have to share information wise helping you guys out uh always been very open to do that so uh a couple more things before we get off uh we talk about the braves are you a braves fan Man, I love the Braves. Okay. They're doing really well. Bobby Cox, Hallelujah. man. How could I not? That's my awesome yeah, glory day. I'd say <laughs> 95 when they won the World Series, I was just was getting like into baseball where I could, you know, figure out when I was watching it on TV when they won in 95 and and uh, been a fan ever since. Braves are actually doing pretty good right now. Still knock on wood. We can keep everybody off the injury list of being in good yeah. shape. Yeah, Freed's on the 15th. We day. get one back and we lose one and yeah. get one back and we lose one. Yeah, uh, besides that, uh, the DU Dash mentioned it last week, the Ducks Unlimited 5K. Are you a big runner? Yeah, I don't see you probably – you don't like to run. Whoa. No, he's, like run. <laughs> he can, he's Yeah, but he don't like to run for fun, I bet. I'm not running. My running days is over. I'm just saying. I mean, he may be a track star. I'm just guessing he's not a big runner. Uh, I can't say well, I am Well, right either. now this our team is, is we're two stacked. We're pretty we're, – I'm going to sign up. I'm going to make it 5K some form or fashion. They won't be running the whole time probably. But if you want to sign up, for uh, Team Spring Hill Outfitters on the Ducks Unlimited uh, DU Dash. Go to our social media, I guess, or go in and put our team name in, and you can find us and you can yep. sign up. We're going to do it. It's virtual. Ask. There's no certain – you can do it whenever you want to. We talked about it last week. Uh, but go – if you have any questions, give us a call. Miss Ashley is the point of contact. She'll be glad to tell you all about it. Trent loves to run. I support <laughs> Ducks Unlimited. That's about all I do. Um Pig Fest is in a month. It's crazy to think one month is a whole hog cooking competition. That's more my speed now than the 5K. You wanna, well, why don't we have it on the same day? It, you can run on the 10th, I guess. Yeah. Run and then come back and eat a big old plate of barbecue. That'd yeah. Be good. And if you don't want to run, you can come and watch. Yeah. Uh, Pig Fest, sign up your whole hog cooking team at springhilloutfitters.com. Sign up for that. And then, of course, the big 2023 Southern Outdoor Classic is the last week in August. August 26th and 27th. Big event happening at the farm at 95. Can't wait for that. It's always a good time. So uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We don't have an episode every Friday, so it's important to subscribe so you get notifications when we do have one. Check us out Facebook, Instagram, SpringHillOutfitters.com. Uh, check Jay out on social media, I guess, just by looking for Jay Cox. There's no fancy. Jay Cox Racing. Jay Cox Racing. Probably the Jay the Cox. Jay, the look for Jay the blue Cox. check mark. If you see the blue check mark, you probably found Jay. Uh, and uh, again, thanks for him for being here. Check him out on social media as well. Really cool to Cody killing and racing and everything else that he does. So uh, check him out. Check us out on social media. Come by the store. Say hey to us right here on Interstate 95 at Exit 101. Right in the middle of Johnson County. Can't miss us. Good old Johnson. Yep. <laughs> uh, y'all have a great weekend. And until we see y'all again, don't forget to take it outside. Mm-hmm.